It's spooky time. Spooky time. Hey everybody, welcome to the Real DMC Podcast. DMC stands for Dave, Marcus, and Colin. I'm here with Marcus and Colin, and today we have one of our Friday Night Frights episodes. We're take a quick... I think you just blew up. Yeah, I think you just blew your mic. <laughs> Sorry about that. We don't, we don't have an intro for it yet, so I'm just yeah, trying, it's fine. trying to improvise. I thought it was spooky time. It's spooky time. time. Exactly. Friday Night Frights. What's that, Dave? So Friday Night Frights, <laughs> we take a quick run through a horror movie, and we're trying to find movies that uh, the three of us have not seen before. So, And the film we're here to talk about today is 2009's Sam Raimi-directed Drag Me to Hell. Mr. Jax, I was wondering if you'd made any decision regarding the assistant manager's position. It's between Stu and yourself. Stu Ribbon, the new guy? Stu's someone who's not afraid to make the tough decisions. I'm perfectly capable of making the tough decisions. I'll let you know as soon as I decide, okay? Will you help me? Please. Okay. We have an elderly woman asking for an extension on her mortgage payment. We would have to throw her out of her house. We've already granted her two extensions. It's a tough decision. Your call. Another extension is out of the question. Where will I live? I'm really sorry. Never have I begged for anything. But now, I have myself before you. I beg you. Please let go. Please let go. Security! You shame. Soon it will be you who comes begging to me. Someone has cursed you. He's the Lamia, the most feared of all demons. For the first three days, the spirit torments its victims. After that, it will come to take you. Take me where? To burn in hell for eternity. All right, just a couple quick facts about the movie. So it it was... What? Well... First of all, I'd just like to say thanks for having me, Dave. <laughs> I thought you I thought I thought you were the one who didn't want me to throw it over to you no, anymore. I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. It's just hi everyone. Hello. Hey Marcus uh, and Colin, how are you guys doing today? Good, Dave. How are you? Here's um, your big fucking moment, Colin. Uh, what do you have to have to say? I'm excellent. <laughs> all right. Oh, okay. by the way, dear audience, if you have not seen this movie, please understand there will be spoilers. So uh, just a couple of high-level facts about the movie. So it was made for a, with a budget for of thirty million dollars and made about forty-two million domestically, about ninety million worldwide. So it was a financial success, and it also won. Let's see, it won the award for best horror film at the two thousand nine Scream Awards and at the two thousand ten Saturn Awards. So, and it has a six point five rating on IMDb. So it's relatively highly regarded. Ebert gave it three stars, and his review, I think, has a great summary for this movie, which is, he says, quote, After scaling the heights with a simple plan and slugging a home run with the Spider-Man franchise, it's like Sam Raimi is taking some personal time and returning to his hobby. So I think that's a great way to think about this movie, because this movie is, uh, it's a lot of fun, and I really do think that Sam Raimi kind of had a lot of Evil Dead left in, his, uh, left in his bones to get out, and so a lot of that carries over to this movie for sure. Ebert does traditionally have a good or a soft spot for good horror movies. He gave The Evil Dead 2 a good review. He was one of the first critics that really went on the line to say that the original Halloween was a great movie. So he, has, he likes horror movies. He's horrible at comedies for sure. He just can't, can't, can't review a comedy to save his life. So 
No, he's really bad. Yeah. So, Marcus, yeah. what, give us your overall impression of this movie since you... I, I would say, yeah, no, I would not rank it that high of a horror movie. I thought it was an okay movie. I think a lot of his other work is a lot better, a lot tighter. I think this one's really just having fun with it, and it's not a great plot. It's not a great story. There's a lot of loose ends, and it's just not really tight writing at all. But the horror aspects of it are really well done. Give you... No Sam Raimi, and you're used to his stuff. You can like, there's a ton of it in the movie, and you get the same sense of a lot of that kind of fun without the camp too. So he did a pretty good job of doing a lot of his horror, yeah. but without the camp because a lot of it was all the the Evil Dead movies are all very very campy and kind of goofy fun, and this one had a lot of those uh, that style to it, but without the without the camp. Which I, yeah, I was, was thinking, good. I was thinking there's maybe two ways that you could watch this movie. So one is if you're just not familiar with Sam Raimi and you're coming in and watching it as a horror movie, it's probably an okay horror movie. You know, it's yeah. it's it's good, it's fine, it's it's well made. There's some good visuals and and a few jump scares, that kind of thing. But if you are a fan of Sam Raimi and particularly the Evil Dead franchise, and you watch this movie, it's a lot of fun because you see you just sit there and it, it's a little bit distracting almost because I think it, it pulls you out of the movie a little bit because you, you're sitting there like oh yeah that oh yeah oh that that yeah. you know and, and there's some stuff his normal stuff right like he has his car in the movie obviously but just other stuff in terms of like the the diagonal camera angle or the close up on the characters or the fact that leaves in the wind like numerous times <laughs> yeah yeah if you like sam raimi and you like his style the way that he directs horror movies then i think this is a fun enjoyable ride i don't know that by itself this is a movie that you you know rewatch with some frequency but i think it's I, I had a good time with it it was fun how about you colin i loved it i thought it was great i yeah. had i had like zero expectations because i didn't know anything about the movie i think you guys had told me that it was sam raimi but i'd completely forgotten that and i was sort of expecting it to be like a real intense horror movie and it wasn't that at all so i was just like sort of very pleasantly surprised because i really really enjoyed it yeah maybe i expected more maybe like the cover of the, the 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 poster and stuff makes it look a little more intense than it actually is right i was sort of expecting that and then it opens up in a bright you know, sunshiny day and in LA and, and this girl's going to work at her bank. And I'm like, what is this? (laughs) But yeah, I, I I think that that helped a lot. Just sort of having no expectations because I was very, very much surprised at what it turned out to be. And, and I really, really liked it. What I want to know is what happened to Sam Raimi and old women. When, when he was a child or something, did he have a uh, an encounter with a very scary old woman that became <laughs> the Deadites and this the Gypsy Woman in this movie? And you know, Gypsy and, uh, Curse. And and or was he vomited on at some point and that, and that <laughs> oh, stuck no. with him? Because <laughs> those are two my... things that definitely uh, it's so gross. very very prominent in this film. <laughs> Lots of vomiting. Really gross. Yeah. Even though I didn't know anything about it, I was expecting it to be good. So that was that was literally the only thing because I think I'd heard. Bill Simmons say that he really liked this movie and I'd never heard of it. I'm like, hmm, I'm intrigued, but totally not what I was thinking it was going to be. Yeah, I was trying to think why I didn't see this movie originally. I mean, being a big Sam Raimi fan and kind of a horror fan, I think at this point my interest in horror had started to dip a little bit. I think it was starting, was it kind of the torture porn phase, right? Because I think Cabin Fever came out in 2002 and Hostel was probably maybe two years after that. And I wasn't really interested in, in a lot of those movies, honestly. So this one probably was just there and just sort of slipped by. But I'm glad we circled back on it because I, I did have a lot of fun watching it. I just I just don't watch horror movies, like. But I I, I think I'm I'm sort of into it right now. So, 
Well, if you're doing a podcast that we're calling Friday Night Frights, then you're going to be watching some horror movies. <laughs> Buckle up. Yes. So that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I, I'm into it now. But back then, back in the the aughts, I was not, uh, I was not watching horror movies. He's into it. <laughs> you guys want to talk about the cast for a sec? Let's do that. Yeah. Sure. So the lead is played by Alison Lohman. So she plays Christine Brown. I haven't seen her in a lot. I thought she was really good in this movie. And very good, you know, lots of lots of good in terms of the close-ups and the screaming. I thought she did a, a good job of portraying somebody who was under under attack for sure. Yeah, she looks super familiar, but then looking at her IMDb listing, I'm like, no, she just has a look that is very familiar. Yeah, I had the exact same experience, Marcus. And I was after I'd watched the movie, I was convinced that she was Starfire in The Boys, and I'm like, how could that be? There was, it was like. You know, there's a 10 year gap between that this movie and that series, but I was convinced because I was like, I know that name too, Alison Lohman. It sounds so familiar. Yeah, is Aaron Moriarty in the boys? So, <laughs> but I, I think they do look strikingly similar. Yeah, I, I think she's really good in this. I, I'm surprised that she um, didn't go on to do or hasn't he, had, had bigger. She roles. retired. So how about how about Justin Long? How did Justin Long work for you guys in this movie? <laughs> The Mac of Mac and PC. For an annoying emo boyfriend, he he fit the role perfectly. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he didn't have really anything to do in this movie other than, like, hold the linchpin to the the ending. But, you know, because this movie is really, it's just all about Allison Lohman. Right. And he was serviceable. He was fine. Yeah, I don't know. I this I th- I think he was the weak link uh, yeah. in the movie for me personally. Well, I, I think he's supposed to I be don't, though, to a certain degree. Yeah, I mean he's he doesn't have anything to do, right? right? Yeah. Andy, there'd be uh, no surprise that he drove a Prius, so that kind of explains. He Clay. did drive a Prius, yes. But so did Dave. Yeah, why is he <laughs> driving a Prius when his parents are loaded? Okay. That's what I want to know. So how about anybody else from the cast you want to highlight? I mean, you know, David Pamer's in there, but. He just uh, he has one great moment where he gets he, he, he gets nose bled on with <laughs> from from like a you know like a power hose of uh, blood did coming out. Did any get in my mouth? Did any get in my mouth? Yeah, that, that's a good scene. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I I I believe he actually just said, "Will you stop it?" Like he wasn't exactly freaking out. He was just like, "Yeah, will you stop it?" Yeah. And then what I want to know is. Why is no one in the bank freaking out? I mean, there's yeah. like a geyser of blood shooting out of her mouth and her nose, and it's going everywhere. Yeah, that'd be troubling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be that would be a hazmat situation these days. Yeah, yeah. There is a a little theory we can discuss later. Maybe that it, it might explain it, but I'll save it for later. Well, anybody else in the cast you want? Because because aside from you know the three of them, then you have you know a few other actors. Stu, so, Reggie, Stu, Lee. everyone. Yeah, right. the uh, I don't know if you guys watched Grimm, but that was a uh, fun uh, show, and the uh, Reggie Lee was on that one. No, I, he's he is uh, a bit familiar. I think I've seen him in some other stuff, but I don't. I wouldn't know his name, but Stu, his character, is a brown nosing douchebag. Yeah, he's a total douchebag. Dude, why would he's, Stu get a promotion when he doesn't even know the loan process? I mean, come on, Christine has to teach him the loan process, but he's the one up for the uh, promotion. And he still has well, the balls to ask well, her to pick aggressive. up a turkey club. Oh, that was... Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> her person, so Chelsea Ross, who he plays Leonard Dalton. Yeah. And, and I, was, I always recognize him from, I always think of, was it Basic Instinct? What? The way he says, oh, no. way he says shooter in that movie. Uh, my shooter. first instinct is, he's, uh, I forget his name, Eddie Washington, Eddie something, Eddie Harris. Major League. In the Major oh, yeah. League, the, uh, oh, yeah. the pitcher. So immediately, yeah. immediately, I'm like, oh, he, he's, he's one of the things, you know. You telling me Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball? Yeah, that's true. 
Actually, yeah, when, when Christine and Clay went to his parents' house, I could, and he, he says, like, why don't, I get, why don't I get some Chardonnay? I'm like, all I could hear was, yo, bartender, Joe Boo needs a refill. <laughs> <laughs> he's fantastic. I like to think that he just retired from uh, baseball and then that he's now living in Pasadena. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, championship pitcher. Yeah. Yep. Did you guys, I, I, I was not familiar with uh, Lorna Raver, who played Mrs. Ganesh. No, she's really good in this movie. But she's she's really good. Apparently, she's a stage actress, and she's she's done a, a few things. But apparently, she she read the script or just the beginning of the script was drawn to it because it was about the, you know, this old woman who you know who, who loses her house, and that was all she knew about it. Oh, wow. oh really? And she signed and she signed on, and then it was like, oh yeah, there's a lot more. <laughs> got to read the script. Got to read the entire script. Yeah, she, she's really good in this movie, though. I, I think she's you know she's she's quite a presence on screen. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, she was she was wonderful. She pa- she packs a punch. Okay, so our first category, since I am taking us through this, I guess, is the kind of scream meter. How scary would you put the movie? Hovis. Yeah. Uh, this, mo- this movie is not particularly scary at all. I think it's. I think if it's what are we doing? The, are we doing a one to ten ranking on this? Sure. Well, okay. do you want to let's talk about the apparently it's the Colin squeamish scale? That's, that's the second factor. That's the second category. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. God. Okay, so I didn't realize that we had a, a one to ten on our screen meter. Well, we, we can we can do whatever. Was it scary at all for you, Colin? Were you scared? I was not scared. I never felt uneasy, but there were loads of good jump scares. Yeah. So I really appreciated those. Yeah, that's why I think I gave it a three or four because it's there There are some cool jump scares. There are some nice moments where the, the, the one that comes to mind is where she sits in the car and the woman is sitting in the car behind her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that like that's, a, that's, that's a good moment. It's a good jump and it's a good, it's a good visual. Like the look of her face in that scene is pretty cool. Oh, it was great because I was like, was she like following, know, following the... the handkerchief? Yeah, and then all of a sudden, like, there's the face. I'm like, hello. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I literally did scream a few times because at these jump scares. So I thought it was really effectively done. One of my favorite ones was at the the end seance table and the uh, goat. <laughs> the goat screams. <laughs> oh, the goat was awesome. I like. I love the goat actually. <laughs> all right. The, the next one is the Colin squeamish scale. So the blood splatter, gore, and kind of gross factor. And Colin, would you like to... How gross was the movie? I, I give it like a, maybe a four or five. It, it wasn't really that squeamish. Not really. Well, was, well it's, it's, not, it's not from you, like you a... You know why? It's because it, this is more like, you know, very much Sam Raimi. It's sort of like slapstick horror and sort of, you know comedy gore yeah it's, it's so even bl- though it's black comedy here yeah so there's a lot of gross stuff it's definitely it's high on the gross factor but it's not squeamish okay right? yeah I, I added up high for the gross factor a couple of them were like the like numerous times like when the dead body she crashes into the dead body and all the <laughs> embalming awesome. fluids <laughs> vomit into her mouth it's so nasty <laughs> That was awesome. Well, that uh, and the uh, I think the the best scene, the, the the gross scene, is where the the old woman vomits maggots onto oh her face. God. I mean, yeah. that one that one's pretty good. Like that one, and then I also just some of the goopiness and nastiness of her, like even taking her teeth out at the bank uh, <laughs> like oh, yeah. when she goes over to the desk, and you see like the long line of spit that's attached to it and all that. I mean, yeah. it's just goopy and, and gross, and, and, the, and, and it's fun and, like... and funny. It's funny because of that, right? And then uh, the other one is where randomly uh, somebody has an anvil. Uh, like suspended on a string, a rope in their 
in there was I guess what is that attic no basement whatever it is is a garage a garage yeah and so she and then she cuts it and then it hits the woman in the head and then the eyeballs pop out <laughs> so, so that's that's by the way that's total Evil Dead too right there for sure oh, I mean, oh totally and yeah. by the way that was that was that's in my cool kills section even I, though it wasn't really a kill but I had it in I, my dumb move section like who the fuck hangs an anvil from the ceiling <laughs> well that's why it was like hilarious but I also I loved how. You know, she's like, she's been, she's like pushed up against the wall. She's got, at, at that point, I believe Mrs. Ganish has her arm inserted halfway in her mouth. down her, down Christine's throat. And she, 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 she sees the rope and then the pulley and then the anvil. And it's just like, <laughs> ding. Yeah. <laughs> that's very, that's very army of darkness in my mind. Like, you know, the, that was. level like where she, she punches her in the throat and her hands down her mouth. It it's like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. I mean, it really yeah. is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, the but, the but, other one of the oh, car oh, crash. Horrifying. <laughs> as I say, in the car crash, the, the dentures go flying out. And then she's still trying to, like, gum her. She's, like, still attacking I know. her. Like, yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. But that whole, that, by the way, that whole. She did that at the wake, uh, didn't she? Yeah. The, the whole attack she sequence, I think, is staged really well. I think that, yeah. that's one of the strong points of the movie. I mean, because she's like the Terminator. Like, she will not stop. So, oh yeah, no, it was really, really good. She's determined that you know she has the the great look because the eye. She has the she has the whole like where where she goes down behind the car and then she she stands up and she's got this cinder block which is apparently <laughs> just in the garage somewhere right <laughs> because she grabbed it but just the look on her face as she slams it through the window it's uh that whole scene is great I think that's that's tons of fun. I, I particularly liked the uh, ruler to the back of the throat. Yeah, <laughs> I have not seen well, that before. And then the ruler gets ejected, and it like it's, it goes past right. her and cracks the window. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty. That was a great, great fight scene. I have That's to say, total Sam yeah. Raimi right there. It's, yeah. Excellent yeah. use of a stapler as well. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah totally. like staple staple their eye shut too or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're playing this one, not really uh, squeamish, but gross. Gross. Lots of lots of gross, but yeah. but fun gross. Yeah, not not a scary, gory, no squeamish, gross. All right, cool kills. I don't think there is maybe only one kill in the actual movie. I guess the old lady dies, but maybe of natural causes, maybe of cursing too many people. I don't know. Well, there's uh, at least there's at least three kind of deaths in the movie. I'd say there's a couple of animals. What do you got? Cool the kills. Kid, well, the kid in the beginning, right? Little, little kid who gets yeah, yeah, yeah pulled down to hell. The old, well, old woman. did he did he die? Because technically he was just dragged to hell. <laughs> I think he's I think he's in for uh, a bad was it millennium. So also I think it would be a little difficult to get a death certificate and you know and say well what was the cause of death? Yeah, dragged, dragged to hell. Dragged to hell. <laughs> dragged to hell. Sucked <laughs> to the floor. Okay, you need to leave now. <laughs> yeah, the, I will. So one thing I'll just give definitely a compliment to this movie in, in terms of saying that it has balls. I think this movie definitely has, you know, so having the kid in the beginning, you know, because that kid's probably, what, eight or nine years old, maybe, have him die. Yeah. You know, so it started off that way. You're like, oh, okay, so this is a little bit serious. And then, of course, there's the the epic mid, mid-film mid kitten slaughter, which you don't see. It appears <laughs> it, it appears off screen, but, you know, they have the, you have the, I mean, that's a pretty cute looking kitten, too, right? Yeah. It's, he's tabby, he looks pretty happy. And yeah, she's she's getting a little jammed up, so she grabs a kitchen knife and just <laughs> kills the kitten, yeah, which the, you see off screen. But that was that was a ballsy move. I, I'll I'll give it props for that. It was recommended I, to do an animal sacrifice to appease the uh, spirit Lamia Lamia the spirit Lorna. What is it? Lamia Lamia. There you go. Oh, Lamia. Um, the supposedly there's a cut 
I don't know if it's a director's cut or what, that actually does have the kitten kill on screen. So, hmm. Well, I saw the extended version. Oh, did you see that one? Not, yeah. It wasn't in it? No. You know, you never see the, the, the kitten itself being stabbed, but you see a lot of blood. Okay, maybe it's the blood, because this version I watched, it was all off screen. It was just a, here's a knife here, kitty, kitty, kitty. <laughs> and then she's burying the cat. <laughs> here's the great thing. Uh, Hud- no, Hudson Hawk is like... rated R. Hudson Hawk is rated R, and this movie is rated PG-13. That kind of cracks me up, actually. The hell is PG-13? Yeah, it's PG-13. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Well, so, which is kind of lame. That's weird. <laughs> just from the standpoint that, you know, there's a lot of it's... grossness and, and gore and yeah. and blood and all that but i guess because they only said fuck once or twice then it was it was okay by the way uh, so the 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 kitten i I have a question an unanswerable question about animal sacrifice so i'm pretty sure that you 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 can't just like butcher an animal right there's there's got to be some sort of ritual when you're doing an actual like Shouldn't there be an altar or something? She just like kills a cat and buries it and done. Right. It's like, <laughs> that, that doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's how's a psychopath. The, how is the, uh, the the demon Lamia supposed to know that like you intended that to be a sacrifice? Right. And you were just having like a bad day. I right. actually, and I also, because I believe the cat comes back at the end, right? He's like, I don't even want your kitten and vomits up the cat. <laughs> I think the cat lives. The cat, no, no, no. Vomited up the cat's corpse. The cat's oh, cat, I thought, cat's I thought it came running out. The cat's definitely dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> Pretty sure. Other cool kills? Davey said three. What would the other... Uh... No, I just meant the, the old woman and then the two that get dragged to hell. Right, Those oh, okay. are the ones that, in, in my mind, end up dead. Yeah. Plus one kitten. Yeah, for a horror movie, it's a surprising little death in the movie. A no, lot it's, of more, it's more that sort stuff. of like... It's more like kind of the weird, creepy factor. Yeah. It's the... She's being haunted, so even all the attacks and all that stuff are somewhat imaginary. And the practical effects that show when those when they're having those haunting sequences are pretty well done. Yeah. I, li- I like the eye in the cake. That, that's a good look. That was pretty cool. And then she stabs it with a fork. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a difficult di- difficult dinner party with the parents. Yeah, a lot of this stuff that just seems to be done for like shits and giggles. Like there's no real story. It doesn't really like build up to anything. This is the problem I have with the movie. Is and it's fine. It's fun, but there's not a great kind of explanation of what's really going on. Or why, or like, uh, what do you what do you mean? What's really going on? Well, I'm just saying, there's not like a larger connective mat. Like, why is the eyeball in the cake? Because she's being tormented by Lamia, right? Yeah, I don't. It's, it's just it remember, just seems... it's a, like there's it's the whole setup is that she gets she gets cursed, and then for three days of ever escalating torment by the demon, and then on the third day, or like after the third day. You'll get dragged to hell. Yeah, it just that just seems like a very weak story, in my view. Like you're gonna be tormented. Random shit's gonna happen to you for three days, so then we can do whatever we want in this movie. Yeah, but it's also <laughs> at the same time she's trying to figure out like, well, how can I how can I stop this from happening? Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's it's all set up for yeah. some really fun horror. I think it's okay. I think it's not as strong of a story as it could be. But I, okay, it's just open. I'm just gonna come out right now and say. What did you think of the ending? I thought it was all right. I thought it was like pretty good. It's surprising that they would do that. I I wasn't surprised with the the oh I guess the button part was that is that your uh, spoiler? Yeah, it seemed obvious though. Like once the once the the papers fell in the car, I knew that. Like so okay, because because I thought they did a really good job because when when that happened, I'm like I'm like oh oh she's not she's gonna mix it up right. Yeah. But then 
she's in the diner. She, so she grabs the envelope and then she's at the diner and you, see and the, you uh, can see the outline, outline. Yeah. and immediately I'm like, Oh, okay. I guess she did get it. Cause I totally forgot yeah. about the coin. I did. So, that was like the one bit of nice writing I thought in it that they had the, the quarter. But earlier. you, you remember. So you're like, I remembered oh, it. Yeah. Oh, okay. It took me a so, second. Cause I'm like, Oh, she has a button. I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. It's going to be that coin that he had at the beginning. Okay. Cause I then, was wondering, yeah. cause they, they totally got me and it wasn't until they're on the platform and she says she got the new coat. Yeah, and, yeah. and he pulls out the novel. I'm like, oh my god! Yeah. I, the coin. <laughs> okay. He's yeah, I got, got it. The yeah. Button. Yeah. No, so I, I, was, I had, really, I, had really I had closer to the Colin experience, which was at that point. I'm like, wait a minute, and then I was like, oh, the coin. I, that, I had to, I had to go back and put it together. So, yeah. But I, I, in terms of the ending, I thought the ending was great. I mean, that was, you know, again, just kind of ballsy, right? It's like, nope, sorry, it didn't work out. My question was, is there, under any circumstances, does she actually deserve this? Because you know, this old lady wouldn't pay her mortgage, right? So it's, come on, man. I mean, she gets totally screwed out of this whole deal. I mean, she's a cat killer, so or a kitten killer, so maybe she deserves a little bit. I mean, okay, she was she made she made a tough decision to try and, you know, get ahead in her job, but I don't think that means that your soul that you have to spend the your life in hell. That seems like a bit of a of an overreaction. Well, yeah, yes, I, I agree, but it was also it's it's trying to say was she she knew it was wrong. She didn't. She wanted to extend this woman, and yet she decided that she wouldn't in order for her to get ahead. Yeah. And I think that was the point. Is this moral question of you know doing something, you know, that you know is wrong, but doing it for your own self interest. But yes, I agree. Doesn't doesn't quite qualify to spend the rest of eternity in hell. Yeah, getting getting it's ripped to pieces harsh. by demons for the for the rest of your for the rest of eternity. That's a yeah. that's a that's a tough one. But I do. I I love that you know she she ends up getting dragged to hell at the very end i thought i just i just thought it was a killer ending yeah yeah I no did, i, I liked like it too it was, it was, it was, it was ended on a very strong note and that's where it's bold like you normally they wouldn't do that like it's gonna be yeah know. i mean they're not they're not gonna kill the kid in the beginning you're not gonna kill the kitten and you're not gonna have your protagonist die at the end normally yeah. and they did all three so but uh, i knew something was up because when she was you know at the graveyard trying to gift the uh, the button back to the the dead Mrs. Ganish, there just seemed like it was there was something that just like wasn't there like you just sort of expected I don't know something supernatural to have happened otherwise you just ended up getting a very poltergeist type scene. I thought she was going to die there. I thought I thought that was going to be the surprise ending, and she just ends up dying inside the grave. She drowns like she gets hit in the head with the thing, and she doesn't do that last jump up, and it yeah. just ends there. It would have been kind of a. I, I love a the I love the water and the mud effects in that scene. That, that was yeah. that's pretty cool. It, it, just, it looked great. All right, next is our favorite and worst characters. We've already talked about Christine and Ganesh. <laughs> What's her name? Mrs. Bob, Ganesh. Baba Ganesh. Any other favorite characters? People you liked? We all hated the boyfriend a bit. I didn't hate the boyfriend. I just no. he he just didn't have a whole lot to do. I really liked Ram Joss. I thought it was a really good performance and I, I I just I really liked his character because he was really sort of there to help and support Christine along the way and I, I just thought he was really good. The, he had a quote like dark spirits are upon you. Have you used a Ouija board lately? <laughs> <laughs> <You're right. laughs> oh my God. Come on. <laughs> That's funny. Well, it's totally true. It's like every fucking movie it's like start by the way, don't ever use a Ouija. Board. I, that's that's what I've taken away from like all of these movies. It's like, and I had one. Don't tempt when fate. I was 
when I was a kid. <laughs> and we always, you know, thank God it never actually worked. That's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we had a, we had a bunch of kids over at our house and. They were downstairs using the Ouija board, and the power flickered, and, and all the lights started like, <laughs> flickering. And they were probably all like maybe I don't know, ten or eleven at the time. And they came flying upstairs. And and then what I didn't realize and, and who's is, standing right by the light switch? Yeah, Dave's all that. Well, what was funny is they ended up so they taped something silver to the top of the box, and then what I found out later is that they also put it under my bed. So some sort of ritual they found online. Oh wow! So. What? Yeah, cursed? I don't know why. Were they yeah. trying to curse you or something? I, I don't know. I mean, I did, need to go did, look that up. Did, did Mia get grounded or, before that or something? No, trying to, trying to curse, curse your dad apparently is not a groundable offense. Any other favorite characters? Worst characters? Anyone else you want well, to talk about? You want to talk uh, about well, Stu so, a little so, more? No, okay, I'll tell you, I, I will tell you who the worst character is in this, in this movie. Milos. Milos, you had one fucking job. Kill the goat. <laughs> <laughs> How can you screw that up? And it's a, it's a it's a pretty bad miss too. He's off by about a foot on that swing. Yeah, yeah. and he cuts the rope, and then the, the goat goes gets away. And Idiot. by the way, after Milos after Milos is bit, and he's doing that one bit of mid air dancing, like that is again, like that is that's totally that's, that's yeah, it's like that's so Army of Darkness slash Evil Dead. The, the, this movie is sort of like a like a a cousin to the Evil Dead movies, yeah. I, which I appreciated that it wasn't just like a straight. You know, Evil Dead movie, but right, yeah, it, it does take you out a little bit. You're like, oh, that's Evil Dead. Yeah, even the open, they go through like the some of the the curses and the the kind of exposition is through the book. They're looking through like pages of drawings and stuff like that too. Yeah, so it has the same the, the same the way it's coming in. It's not not quite the way that the Necronomicon is scribbled in, but it has yeah. that same sort of the, the, the very similar visual effect. Like the Evil Dead, the 2013 one was like much much better drawings. This one is all digital, look like, and wasn't nearly as effective. No, yeah, whatever. I do love a good credit sequence that tells a story. No, I love it. Don't waste, don't waste time. Where? Uh, but also, yeah, the worst characters: Stu, obviously. Yeah, Stu's it's fucking douchebag. Stu actually deserved the button in my mind. I, <laughs> I thought so too. I'm like, I, I yeah, think she yeah, could have just, just given it to Stu, Stu and been like, yeah. "Look, yeah, I just, I just sentenced him to eternity in hell, but no more turkey club fetches from from for that dude." Especially considering the fact that you know she calls him to the diner to give it to him, and he totally knows that 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 she found out that he tried to sabotage her deal or that she did sabotage the deal. And she yeah. lets him off. And what does he do? He goes around her back again to Mr. Jack's and tries to like blame it all on her. What a dick. Yeah. He, said he, he totally should have gotten the button. Stu should have gone to hell. <laughs> Go to hell, Stu. <laughs> all right. Any uh, favorite quotes? I think there's only one that I, that I remarked on, which was Christine driving to the cemetery i'm gonna get some another callback <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, people did <laughs> that's a that's a straight ash homage one my favorite the, my favorite quote was the kitten going <laughs> when it gets stabbed <laughs> the not really a favorite quote but at the beginning she's doing some mouth exercises or doing some like there is no friction with the proper diction good sounds abound when the mouth is round and he thought she's going to be an actress trying out for something or uh doing voice lessons or something like that and then like completely not tied into anything else in the movie at all so seemed like a weird open there were there were a couple moments where that one and then at the end when she sees the uh, sees the coat and she's walking past and she's mystified by this light blue coat like, it was a little much too i agree 
I didn't, I didn't quite get the the intense attraction to that particular coat. Well, I mean, it was a plot point. I, I know, I know. But it just seemed like a reach, right? It's like, yeah. You know. it, it, it did. I, yeah, it did. But yeah. it was, well, it was, it was a handsome coat. Um, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> this is where I think the writing could have been like tightened up a little bit. Because like the trip wasn't really... Like, was it a planned trip oh. already? Or did they mention it earlier? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no. I, I totally, yeah. They, he said, like, oh, this weekend, like, why don't we just, why don't we get away and we can go to my parents' cabin. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to the cabin. It's Evil Dead. We're going to the cabin. And she's going to be, like, tormented. This is getting great. And they never even did. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny if they ended that with him pulling up to the uh, Evil Dead cabin. He's like, oh, oh yeah, I found your button, too. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <Good> it ends. <laughs> All right, dumb move. What would you do? All right, never deny a loan extension to Dude. an old gypsy woman with heterochromium <laughs> iridium. All right, the the risk of curse is just too great. What you do is you just go, hey Stu, you you want you know how you want to learn about loans? Why don't you take this account? <laughs> Yeah, I think you're right. She she should have headed off at the beginning. I guess the other move is Colin already highlighted this, but make sure that you understand the the animal sacrifice ritual. So you're, otherwise, you're just killing your cat for no no benefit. Don't, don't hang anvils from the ceiling, or maybe you should hang anvils from no, the ceiling. No, this is a, this is actually a great reason why you should always have an anvil <laughs> hanging in your garage. <laughs> <laughs> I would, what was the? I would love to know. What is the scenario? That was my unanswerable question. Why? Why is that anvil up there? What's it doing? Exactly. Well, you know, no sense. Well, she. They on. needed to store she, it somewhere. First, look. Okay. <laughs> a. She needed a place to park the car. B. On the weekends, you know, she likes a, she likes to do a little smithing. A little, 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 little blacksmith okay? work, so, just like yeah. So hence the pulley, the rope, and the anvil. Got any stuff. others? Any, any other dumb moves? Now, the rest of it seemed to be pretty plausible, I suppose. I don't know if I right, could I, do the, uh, the animal sacrifice, but... I, I've got one more. Yeah. Right, when she's fighting Mrs. Ganush in the, in the car in the parking garage. It's 2009, right? You've got a cell phone. Use it. Call 911. What are you doing? Yeah. Good point. The police do show up a couple times that too, right? Like, they, they take the bodies away and... The... They, they show up, like, after that. Yeah. yeah. But um, I'm thinking... Cops nowadays, they roll up, they see... You know, this old woman with a cinder block raised over her head. She's going down. How did she get away? <laughs> that, that's my question. I think Christine was just very sort of like stunned from the, the curse. Because oh, I'd imagine that, that after that particular altercation, I don't think she's moving fast. So I think if you called the cops, you could probably catch her. I'm pretty sure the cops, I mean, what is wrong with the cops in L.A., right? <laughs> they, they, she knows who it was. She's got her address. Yeah. Like, why aren't they over there yeah, arresting you, you, her? You, you have an entire witness or a bank full of witnesses that watched the entire thing go down where she's freaking out and begging and all that sort of stuff. Security was there. So, yes. Any other unanswerable questions? Yes. Okay. Well, the animal sacrifice. So you've just finished murdering and then like burying this little kitten and you've got blood on your sleeve, right? And so Clay... You know, ask her about it. Like, is that blood? Is that blood on your sweater? You say it's tomato juice? Yeah. Like, <laughs> just say, also, I had a nosebleed. Yeah, I don't know why did. she didn't say that. She had a nosebleed. I don't know why she just said that. Go. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Tomato juice? That was a weird <laughs> one. He's like, oh, I love tomato juice. And he licks her. <laughs> that was a little coppery. <laughs> well, and then I, I have one other general question, which is they spend a decent amount of energy in the movie 
you know, setting up the situation that he has these two unreasonable parents, that his mom is really overbearing, that his mom's trying to control his love life and all that. That leads obviously to the scene where she's there having in, you know, and brings him a cake. But then it doesn't really, it doesn't, that doesn't really go anywhere ultimately, right? She freaks out and leaves and then the parents are just kind of gone at that point. So it seems like there was, I was wondering if there was more to that as a story point at some point that they cut or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, totally I feel agree. like that would, that fizzled out a bit. And that's where like, I think the writing overall isn't, as I'm not saying it's bad, it's just not as tight and tied together as it could be. Like think various things like that just don't kind of add up into be consistent. Right. I, I think you're right about that. There are some things. I, I mean, maybe it's just literally they want to have these set pieces, have her go and have, be tormented by a demon while she's at her boyfriend's parents' house meeting them for the first time. Right. And of course, you're just, you know, it's not going to go well because you've already heard that, you know, she's just like this farm girl and, you know, they expect him, Clay, to be dating like serious women, you know, like these women who have gone to Yale and who have like careers, like real careers. And so what happens is she actually sort of wins them over, right? Yep. And you're like, yeah, she's, she's nailing it. And then she starts hearing things. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, it seems like they had the idea. Dinner like, was going so well. Yeah. They also had like the storyline of her being a fat girl in the past, which really yes. made no sense. In, like, right, which, which is kind of, again, that. breezed by relatively quickly. And, and Use it really... twice because they like have her looking at the old picture where she's like heavier or whatever. And then like one yeah. of the demons says, you used to be a fat girl. And then that's yeah, it. Yeah, so like porky or like, yeah, so you're, like uh, pork queen. You're a pork queen, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah, really like, sort the... of wondering about that too. Like, why didn't that come back? And so, but I, I read a really, really interesting internet theory that that might explain that. So this person thinks that what's really happening in this movie is that uh, Christine is actually battling an eating disorder, that she has bulimia and uh, and she's battling mental demons because because of her, her bulimia. And they, they go through like, all of these things, and I, which I won't go through. You can look it up. It's on IMDb. It's, but it's, there's like somebody actually wrote practically a, an article in the comments section. Well, they do, they, they do cover like she's eating ice cream a couple of times in it. And right. She's picking out on ice cream. The, the eyeball. And like there's a couple the, of like food related things. Yeah. The, the whole, you know, the picture of her. We, so we know that she used to be heavy. And now she's like rail thin. They say that, you know, she's freaked out by Mrs. Ganish because she's got like these rotting teeth and these uh, these yellow and brown nails and stuff. And you can often get that as a result of your bulimia. There's just a lot of little things that yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay, I don't really buy it. But yeah, you're making actually a, a fairly good case. Yeah. You're right. Uh, I think the one thing that would say that this is not an eating disorder is uh, the hole that opens up in the ground with flaming monster <laughs> hands that come out and grab her and pull her down. Because I'm sure that yes. that's probably not uh, common with the bulimia specifically. True. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which is why I don't I don't buy into it. But I thought it was uh, well thought out. Yeah, it's an it's an it's an interesting or there there's some symbolism I guess you can get out of it for sure. Well, just an my last unanswerable question. Yeah. And this is, I, I hate this in, in movies sometimes. Why are they taking the train to Santa Barbara? <laughs> I mean, she, you know, she lives in Echo Park. It's an hour and 45 minutes, two hours tops, you know, to, to get to Santa Barbara, just to drive there. You know how long it takes on the train? It's, it's, it's two and a half hours. And that's station to station. What, what happens when you get to Santa Barbara? You're going to a cabin. What, you, 
you're going to have to like rent a car. It's, you're turning this into like a five-hour trip. Clay, what's wrong with you? And, 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 and we, we all know that, you know, what is this supposed to be? Like some romantic trip? Oh, we'll take the train. Well, it's it's really only like it's it's two and a half hours. Like how much romance do you get out, out of it? Oh, yeah. Hey, look, there's there's Glendale. There's, <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> Why? And Marcus, you could probably attest to this. You made it's, the same mistake of taking the train it's once. It's a bad idea. Don't do it. Our, <laughs> our first anniversary, we're like, I want to be romantic. We went from the Bay Area to Chicago. And it was horrible. It was like three days. It was like two. It was hot. It was the middle of July. And it was just not, not the romantic tour. It's really cool to Denver because you get to go through the Sierra Nevadas and the Rockies. But then after that, like... Nebraska is a whole lot of corn. Like you're going for like days and days. A whole lot of corn. <laughs> yeah. but, um, a whole lot of corn. Well, yeah. Plus, if you're going by train, maybe that's a safer route. If you're going to do 15 beers by Oxnard, I think the train it might be the better way. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> this how, is true. how many times do you need to pull over to vomit on the way to Santa Barbara? <laughs> because uh, <laughs> in my experience, it's, it's at least once. <laughs> Well, the one thing that is interesting is the mythology in this movie is not very well laid out or communicated because it's, you know, the you, you have the initial curse and then obviously that's described as this three-day period where you're going to be haunted and then you'll be, you know, pulled to hell at the end. But then they have the stuff. It's like, okay, they go see the woman. Exactly. Who's that woman? Why would she have the power to defeat the demon? How do they, you know... The goat, when the goat is, uh, the spirit's in the goat, and the goat bites the, uh, what's his name's hand, Milos, and he becomes possessed. So you're, you're kind of like, okay, can, it, can you pass it that way or pass the spirit that way? So a lot of it's very confusing. There, you know, there's stuff that's happening, lots of stuff that's happening, and lots of information that's being provided, but it's never really laid out very clearly. So it's just kind of a, it's a, it's a bit of a free-for-all when it comes to, you know, just demonic possession and what's going on. I'd agree. I think it's... No. Scenes set up to have fun with with the yeah, what and it's, I mean, in, in that respect, I think I think it's fun. Uh, yeah. Did at any point, like at the near the end, when she's going to the cemetery, and uh, the the handkerchief attacks her, at any point were you thinking of Frank Drebin? Oh, with the uh, was the, the towel. Yeah, with the towel. Oh no, oh, no, it's the a towel, pillow. the pillow, pillow in the hospital. Well, there's there's two. It happens twice. Oh. Once is a pillow, and once is the towel. But I was like, oh, I just. Like flash to Frank Drebin. Yeah, the, the, the pillow thrown is. Oh, he's holding it against his face. <laughs> That's so great. I, I have a, an unanswerable question. Could Christine actually dig out a six foot grave with a shovel? Oh, I know. I, I saw that. No like she got, she got after it in that digging for sure. I mean, that was nope. that was pretty impressive. Yeah. I've seen a lot of digging in frailty. You know, the Bill Paxton makes his kid dig a, a ten foot hole of fifteen by fifteen. Man, it took them all week. Yeah. yeah. That would take a while. What uh, What do you think? Was it worth watching? Did it live up to your expectations, Colin? You said you had uh, high expectations coming in. Would you recommend it? Yeah. It, it, very different. It, it turned out to be very different from what I thought it was going to be. But I I think it either met or exceeded my expectations because I, I really, really liked the movie a lot. I had It was very fun. And... I got scared probably a good six or seven times just from some of the jump scares, you know, which were very well done. Yep. Dave? Yeah, I'd actually say that that overall it's a good, not great horror movie. And I think it's made better by the fact that if you are familiar with Sam Raimi and the Evil Dead franchise and you like his style and you like those movies, then 
there's kind of a you get to see all those stylistic things that you think very fondly of right so the when you see little moments where you know the the woman is acting you know it's almost like a little bit of the deadite angle when you see some of the funny like gross out type stuff because that's the other thing is sam raimi in my mind is somebody who has fun with gore it's not it's not usually presented in a way that's intended to necessarily shock you maybe surprise you but also make you laugh a little bit and there's certainly a lot of that in this i mean the embalming fluid is probably the one for me that i'm like like, i was thinking exactly the wake was just hilarious and also just like oh yeah it's like having an old woman like like, on top of you and the embalming fluid comes out i mean it's just like that's you know because and and if you're not if you're not laughing a little bit at that then you know you're not familiar with sam raimi and how sam raimi makes movies particularly his horror movies but yeah no i I liked it it was it's it's one of those movies i don't know that i necessarily will will be going back to it i certainly would not be going back to it with the same frequency that i would any of the evil dead films but i thought it was a you know Good performances. I think it's really well made, and I think it's a lot of fun. This is this is just. It does feel like it's kind of Sam Raimi going back to his roots, having some fun, not taking things too seriously, and I think it's better for it. Yeah, I would agree. I would say it's it's a good movie, enjoyable but not great. I don't know if I would actually recommend it. As like depends on what kind of horror movie you're looking for. This might be a fun couple of good scares, but nothing really terrifying or anything like that at all. There's not much tension. It's pretty light on the horror aspect of it, but heavy on the gross aspect of it. Yeah, I'd, I'd recommend it for somebody that was looking for a fun horror movie, but I, I would not recommend it to somebody who's saying, oh, do you, do you know of a, a, a scary movie, like yeah. a movie that's really going to scare me? Because th- this is not that for sure. Yeah, there's nothing about this movie where, you know, I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, and I think yeah. of something from the movie that, you know, makes me uneasy. Yeah. Whereas something like that, I think it was The Conjuring, Every time I wake up at 3.06 a.m., I'm like, <laughs> and I got to pee so bad. I'm like, no, I'm not getting up. See, that, that's, that's maybe the one thing that I struggle with on you know, movies like this, just in terms of the, like the demons, demonic possession, and all that. that. That's always the lowest form of scary for me, just because I don't believe in any of it. So it doesn't really, doesn't, doesn't do anything for me. Like most of the time, it's people like, you know, rah, screaming, getting pulled up all the walls, and, you know, a bunch of satanic bullshit i don't i don't buy any of it so i'm much more the things that that are scary i don't for buy me, it either but that's why it's scary because you're like well what if it's real <laughs> yeah but, but, if, but if i had to get up at, if it was 306 and i had to get up i would get out of bed right i'm not afraid that somebody's <laughs> going to attack me so apparently you're slight you have a slightly higher sensitivity level than i do i do it's true yeah well, all right that is our wrap i think next up we are going to continue friday night frights um, and our next on our list, we have Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the 2003 remake. So we'll do that next Friday. Oh. Well, maybe I'll go watch it right now if you want. All right. And with that, this is the Friday Night Frights. And with that, this is the Friday Night Frights Real DMC Podcast. Signing off. Goodbye, everybody. Today's movie is the 2009... Okay, I haven't seen that. that I missed... Wow, that's that, not that the a, one I watched. That was impressive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And the Go. film we're here to talk about today is Sam Raimi. The Sam Raimi directed 2009... <laughs> God motherfucking damn it. I'm going to try this again. All right. I can't believe they, they, they greenlit that title with all the <laughs> cursing in it. Okay. And they... <laughs> Okay. All right.
And the film we're here to talk about today is the 2009 directed, Sam Raimi directed, Drag Me to Hell. Wow, you did it again. (laughs) That was terrible. (laughs) You're just stepping all over yourself. All right, I'll try this one more time. Try to to put your tongue in your mouth and then speak. Okay. 